If you enjoy Champions for Children, be sure to check out the new podcast from Nemours Children's Health, Well Beyond Medicine. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or at NemoursWellBeyond.org to continue hearing the stories of anything and everything related to the 80% of child health impacts that occur outside the doctor's office. And now, the episode of Champions for Children you requested. Enjoy! I often tell my new associates, you're going to see 40,000 patients in our emergency room. Each patient is only going to see one of you. Let them remember you. Welcome to the Nemours Champions for Children podcast. I'm Carol Vassar, and that's the voice of Martin King, Emergency Services Manager for the Nemours Children's Hospital in Orlando. 16 years in healthcare, four here at Nemours. Martin has oversight of the day-to-day operations of the emergency department. Yet his perspective on healthcare, and especially the patient experience, is born of his personal trials as a teen fighting for his life in a hospital designed for adults. I had several operations when I was a kid. When I was a child, starting when I was 14, I had three perforated ulcers by the time I was 19. So I was a victim of H. pylori, which causes duodenal ulcers prior to the actually being discovered. So that's why I went to school later in life, because I also was not expected to survive at that rate that that was going. And then fortunately, they were able to discover that. So I spent a lot of time in an adult facility because of my diagnosis as a child. What was that like? That was difficult. I mean, uh, you would be put in quad rooms with curtains. I think my youngest roommate at one time was 82 years old. How old uh, were you at that point? That, I was 14 at that one. So it was... It was <laughs> Talk a little bit more about that. I, I'm, I'm curious on that. Um, here, we serve the pediatric population right. exclusively. Yes. Why is it important to differentiate between the pediatric and the adult is, I guess, the question here. Well, um, at 14 years old, I don't understand what's going on. I don't understand what's for the you know the pathophysiology, the need to do what I need to do as far as rehab, getting up again after having 52 staples put in your stomach. So, but they would approach me in a more uh, demanding style like they would an adult. So there was no child life to help me through this. There was no a pediatric approach, no explanation to my level at that time of being 14 years old on what I needed to do and why I needed to do those things. So I was a lot more resistant. And one particular case of, of treatment that happened in that particular uh, hospital visit was I had a NG tube. I had several drains out of my stomach, but I had an NG tube. So an NG tube is a gastro tube that goes through your, your nose, nasogastric tube. Um, and that was to help keep the things out of my stomach so my stomach had time to heal because of the ulcer. Nurse wasn't in the room. I started coughing. I pressed my call bell. I couldn't stop coughing. Uh, the NG tube came flying out of my nose, and she came in and started yelling at me for having pulled it out, treating me like I was a senile old man that just decided I was going to pull it out and was very disrespectful to me as a person, but not treating me as the child I actually was at that time. How did that make you feel? Embarrassed. Uh, made me feel belittled. Um, made me, I was being treated like I was a liar when I was trying to tell what, was going, what actually happened. Um, 
I knew there had to be a different way to treat a pediatric patient than what the way that they were treating me at that time. Does that experience influence the way you treat patients today? Yes, I can't put in an NG tube. I hate it. Seriously? <laughs> yes. No, but it does. It actually really has. It really resonates. It's one of the one of the things I tell when I'm asked to speak to groups about experiences in the pediatric emergency. That's one of the things I do. I speak of is the way that I was approached and the way that I was treated as a child without the explanation, the assumption that I knew why I was there and I knew the process of what was going to happen. So it, it really resonates that it's, it is a totally different world when you treat a pediatric patient than when you treat an adult patient. Your approach means the entire world on how things are going to go for the child and how they're going to feel traumatized afterwards or not traumatized. Is there a patient story that you can share with us that tries home the point that Nemours is here for every child in the community? Well, like most service industries, we do get you know patient concerns and opportunities for improvement, but we also do get our compliments. So I had been on a vacation for about two weeks. It was a staycation. My brother was in town. Okay, and I did my best not to come into the office to check my emails or let the team run the show um, like they should be. They have the autonomy to be able to do it. When I got back, I had a phone message on my machine Uh, in the office, and it was a compliment for Dr. Chavda. It was a mom of a child that was here in Orlando to visit Disney World. Uh, She was on a -a make-a-wish trip. And unfortunately, the child got ill and needed to come to the emergency department. Um, But the mom was not able to travel with the child for the visit to Orlando for for, uh, other family commitments, for lack of uh, better things. But she really wanted to express how thankful she was that she was able to speak to her child, speak to the physician... And she was a part of the care. And Dr. Chavda even followed up with the mom after the child was discharged to make sure that she had followed up with them when they went back to the hotel. Now, being a make-a-wish child, not all make-a-wish children are on their final stages, so I don't know exactly where she was and her trajectory of illness, but it was really heartwarming to, to hear from the mom that she had never had an experience like that. And she's from one of the northern states, and the child has been sick for years, and just so thankful that there's an Amores available near Walt Disney World for these children. This is, if I may say, brought you to tears. Why is that? Uh, I don't do this job for the paycheck. The paycheck's nice. But there's many other things I can do to make a paycheck that would be a lot easier. Um, I do this job because I want to make sure that we have more than just an assembly line in healthcare. That the families feel that we understand what they're going through and help educate them on the care of their child afterwards. And some of our moments are not the greatest. In working in pediatrics, 95% of them are wonderful. 5% of them are horrible. They're devastating to the families with what they're going through. And they're in crisis. They're worried about their child. And to turn that around and make that a positive and help them still enjoy what time they do have or, you know, this, the situation that they're in, it means the world. Indeed, it does. Martin King is the Emergency Services Manager for the Nemours Children's Hospital in Orlando. Dr. Patrick Hanley is another doctor in a long line of doctors who knew fairly early in life that he wanted to be a doctor. What's unusual about Dr. Hanley is that he even knew the specialty he wanted to pursue, endocrinology, yet for a very specific and personal reason. As a young kid, I was interested in being a doctor my sophomore year of high school, 
I got diagnosed with type 1 diabetes. Um, and so I actually was a patient here. Uh, and so then I came back, and now I'm an endocrinologist here. How unusual is that, is to be so focused at such a young age? I guess people would say it was unusual. I've been saying that for a long time. I actually took a break in college, and I wasn't sure if I definitely wanted to do medicine. So I taught high school for a couple of years just to make sure. So uh, I don't think it's unusual because it's what I did, and it's kind of how I've always felt. But I will say I ask kids all the time what they want to do, you know, kids that are getting close to high school, what do you want to study, things like that. And most of the time they – they're not sure. They have a general idea. So I guess it's a little bit unusual, but it was a different event than most people go through. Treatment for type 1 diabetes is geared toward maintaining normal blood sugar levels through regular monitoring, insulin therapy, diet, and exercise. It's all hands on deck, from Dr. Hanley to the nurse educators to the APRNs and the family of the child with diabetes. I'm just always amazed by the families of the really young kids with diabetes. Diabetes is truly a 24-7 disease. Everything affects it. And so you have parents that have two- or three-year-olds that can't even use words that are kind of making minute-to-minute decisions to um, help with their blood sugar. And so I think all the families that take care of kids, particularly the younger kids, I'm always impressed by how well they do with that. They're usually pretty overwhelmed at first, but how quickly they kind of they get it and they run with it. How do you help them become less overwhelmed? It, 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 it's a diagnosis. Like you said, it's 24-7. Parents really have to take over at that two- and three-year-old range. How do you help parents when kids get that diagnosis? I think we, in most pediatric endocrinology departments around the country, it's really a team approach. Uh, when kids are hospitalized, I'm just one of many people that see them or kind of there for them. So I think it's just acknowledging that this is a big change, but also kind of looking at them and saying, you can still do all the things you pretty much wanted to do and kind of helping them get there. So we have a big team. We see kids every three months in clinic. We're always there for them in between, particularly with the younger kids when there's issues. We just have great educators and people that kind of step up and are there for the families. I think when you go through a hard time, just knowing that people will actually be there for you and to help and then actually following through and doing that. Tell me more about your team. Who are the teammates, the associates around you that you work with directly that make this a little bit easier for those parents? So we have a a number of physicians and uh, nurse practitioners, which are kind of the primary people that see the kids in clinic. But then we have diabetes educators, so nurses that are trained as diabetes educators. Um, We have nutritionists. We have social work. All kids that are newly diagnosed see a psychology, and we actually have um, great psychology support. So it's really a a team-based approach. And again, with the nurses doing education and then families sending them blood sugar logs and things in between visits and then following up and making dose adjustments, there's a lot of people. Having been both a patient and a provider within Nemours and also having done some work at a system I know outside of Nemours, a pediatric system... Is the culture here different? So I, I definitely think it's different. I did residency in Cleveland, and then I did fellowship in Philadelphia. And both places were kind of great training environments where I learned a lot. So I wouldn't say anything bad about them. But I would say, particularly in our department, we're very much like a family. Like, I, I really, you know, people say that, and it's kind of cliche. But the people that I work with, I do feel like it's more than just people that I work with. I feel like it's more like a family. And even in the two and a half years that I've been here, you know, People have gotten sick. Things have happened. Like, I think everyone is always willing to step up. I don't 
sense animosity. It's just, um, it's much more like a family. And some of that is the size of our division, um, but it's been growing. And still, even with that, I feel like we're very much like a family. I think a lot of that starts at the top with our our chief. So he, I actually have known him since I was a medical student and he wrote me a letter for um, residency, but you know, he kind of walks the walk and he's just incredibly fair. He doesn't say, well, hey, I'm the chief. I'm not going to do these things that come up that people might not want to do. He takes equal call with us. He does the things. For me here um, in our division, it's the family feel. And the collaboration amongst different specialties, I have patients where I had a question and I just shoot a message to neurosurgery and say, hey, do you mind taking a look at this MRI? And you do that for various things. And I've never had anyone react with more than, sure, I'm happy to help. And so I think we're a place that does a lot of cool, great things, but you still kind of get that like personal family feel sometimes. Do you feel engaged with the work you do? Yeah, absolutely. Do you think your teammates are too? Absolutely. How does that manifest? I think it manifests first and foremost in the clinic and the engagement with patients. It's like anything else you do. If you go into it kind of half effort or you're just doing it to check a box and do your job, it's going to show and families are going to read that. Kids are smart. I mean, kids are going to read that. If you're not really invested or if you'd rather be somewhere else, they're smart. I mean, they're, they're smarter than us. Um, <laughs> and I think also just, you know, I'm engaged in the people I'm engaged with. People are always looking to improve and make things better. So I think there's a lot of effort and investment in making the process better, um, which, you know, healthcare has a lot of great things, but there's a lot of things that we need to improve. And I think people are invested in that, not just accepting the status quo as it is, but always saying, okay, we do do a good job, but how can we do better? Always looking to do better. That's Dr. Patrick Hanley, pediatric endocrinologist at the A.I. DuPont Hospital for Children in Wilmington, Delaware. Carrie Collins Mooney is a former teacher who now serves as a value stream specialist at Nemours, which means what exactly? I serve the revenue cycle across the enterprise. So what that actually means I do is I look at our revenue cycle, which is our back-end billing processes. It's really looking at the whole financial side of care for the patient and how we work with payers, insurance companies, how we help families make their payments to Nemours. And I look at that as a value stream and I say, how do we improve that and how do we make it better for our associates, you know, process improvements. How do we make it better for our patients? Based at the AI DuPont Hospital for Children, Carrie comes to Nemours by way of volunteering here, along with her therapy dog, a 10-year-old shepherd mix named Dudley. Having experienced Nemours through the volunteer point of view, I was really drawn by the passion, by the mission, by the way we treat our volunteers, because I think you can tell a lot about people, how they treat other people, especially those people who are giving of their time themselves and their dog, in my case. And so when I was ready to move on from my career at that point and look towards more adult training, moving from the um, pedagogy and moving from teaching children, moving to teaching adults, I looked at Nemours. And there just happened to be a job opening that was a great fit. And so I joined Nemours um, just shy of five years ago. It'll be five years in May of 2020. So really what brought me to Nemours was the experience I had through volunteering with my dog. 
he loves coming and getting in the beds with the kids. That's his favorite thing to do in the emergency department or at the outpatient lab or day medicine. He wants to get in the bed as soon as he sees those kids and just snuggle with them. Yeah, we were just interested in giving back to the community. And that's what um, my dog and I have been doing for seven years, um, six of those here. But we've volunteered many other places in uh, both Delaware and in Maryland where I actually live. And so Nemours was just one of those places that we were really excited to be able to give back to the community. And I think that that is a big driver of where I got to today and how I got into my role as a value stream specialist because it is all about giving back to me. Uh, I'm not doing my job well if I'm not helping those around me expand their knowledge and skills Uh, make processes better, make their life easier so that they can come to work and do the things they need to do to help the organization and help the kids that we treat as well. Who's on your team? Who do you work with on a regular basis? And who do you want to give a shout out to? (laughs) Oh, gosh, Um, there are so many people that I work with. I have to say that our financial advocates across our organization go above and beyond. They get calls from families that is totally out of their scope, but they'll help them and they'll walk them through it and they kind of guide them through that. They have a unique skill set to be able to help our families and they have a very unique drive to want to do it as well. And they have those difficult conversations. They have those uncomfortable conversations on a daily and hourly basis and they truly just amaze me every time um, that I hear any success from them. It's truly remarkable. Um, I did think about one story where we had a a new area of our hospital here at AI was just starting to collect patient responsibility, meaning for years and years they had never spoken with a family about copay, coinsurance, previous balance, nothing. And in April of 2019, they came on board. And they came on board in a big way, where now they weren't only asking for balances from family, they were asking for deposits from families. So they're asking a family, it looks like for today's surgery, it's going to cost you $1,000. Would you be willing to put down a $500 deposit on that? And they started having that conversation. And they were reasonably a little hesitant to do that. That was a big change for them. But one of them came back a couple months later and told me a story, and her name's Mindy. And she came back and told me a story where she was talking to these families, and the dad said, I I can't make a deposit. We've got, you know, lots of balances with Nemours. They have a high deductible plan, and the child has complex medical needs. And she said, well, have you ever looked into getting Medicaid? And the dad said, you know, we've applied before, but we've been denied. And she said, you need to look into Medicaid for this complex medical condition that your child has. And the only reason that she knew that was because she had personally gone through that experience. And so she knew from her own knowledge and was able to share it and help that dad. And he did get on secondary Medicaid to help. I mean, their costs are gone now. So she helped that family in a way that she never would have been able to help that family had she not started that conversation. And that particular story inspired me because she went beyond what that feeling of comfort was. You know, she forgot that totally and was able to help the family. It wasn't a position we asked her to be in. You know, it wasn't a position she asked to be in. It wasn't something that we would have asked her to do, start talking to families about secondary Medicaid. But she took that opportunity to help that family get that knowledge, get that resource information, and then they ultimately were able to to sign up for secondary Medicaid. So that was 
very inspiring. So in other words, she did the right thing. She did. She did the right thing. And she went above and beyond. She was really volunteering discretionary effort. It was a beautiful story. Carrie Collins Mooney is a value stream specialist at the AI DuPont Hospital for Children in Wilmington. Beautiful stories all around. We have them each week here at the Nemours Champions for Children podcast. Thanks to Carrie, Patrick, and Martin for sharing theirs. Did you know that we have the ability to do remote podcast interviews via Zoom? Sharing your story, or maybe that of a fellow associate who has gone above and beyond, especially in these extraordinary times, is as easy as emailing us at podcastatnemours.org, then jumping on a Zoom call for an interview. That's podcast at Nemours.org. Many thanks to our production team, Peter Adebi, Deborah Griffin, J.L. Puckett, and Jackie Williams for their work producing this podcast for you, the Associates of Nemours. Our music is courtesy of Blue Dot Sessions in Fall River, Massachusetts. Be sure to subscribe to the Nemours Champions for Children podcast on your favorite podcast app or ask your smart device to play the Champions for Children podcast. I'm Carol Vassar. Thanks for joining us. Till next time, please be well, and thank you for all you do.